Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, where are we with Brexit, with just a week and a day to go? And after that speech last night from the Prime Minister, it left everyone, I think more or less all the commentators saying, you know, why did she even bother? Um, maybe Malachi O'Doherty read something into it that a lot of fathers didn't. What, what did you make of it, Malachi? I was as surprised as you were. I thought, is that it? You know, um, several things, I suppose. I don't know if you picked up the rumours that were going around yesterday afternoon. I mean, I got a call from uh, a big TV programme on another channel saying, be ready to stand by because we're getting murmurs from London. And the murmurs from London seem to be suggesting the possibility of a resignation, the possibility of a general election. Uh, you know, this was what the this is what the, uh, the the media pool was was whispering about. You know, and uh, so so the hype had gone up to the roof really over this uh, this speech that she was going to make this address to the nation and what the substance of it might be, and uh, and I wonder if I wonder if she changed her mind sometime yesterday afternoon. You know, and and decide, but having already announced that she was going to deliver this speech, went ahead and did one. Also, there was a problem with it. We had seen in the Commons uh, the the anger and even the hurt of people who saw had heard her basically blaming Parliament for for the mess. That was a ludicrous uh, thing for her to do. Just I mean, before, just before, because you mentioned blaming yeah. MPs, just before you go any further, for people maybe who didn't bother to take four or five minutes out last night to, to, to listen to this, here's just a reminder of some of the things that in the short delivery that Theresa May uh, did actually say. Two years on, MPs have been unable to agree on a way to implement the UK's withdrawal. As a result, we will now not leave on time with a deal on the 29th of March. This delay is a matter of great personal regret for me. And of this I am absolutely sure. You, the public, have had enough. So far, Parliament has done everything possible to avoid making a choice. Motion after motion and amendment after amendment has been tabled without Parliament ever deciding what it wants. All MPs have been willing to say is what they do not want. I passionately hope... MPs will find a way to back the deal I've negotiated with the EU. A deal that delivers on the result of the referendum and is the very best deal negotiable. And I will continue to work night and day to secure the support of my colleagues, the DUP and others for this deal. But I am not prepared to delay Brexit any further 
than the 30th of June. So there is the Prime Minister basically blaming the members of a Parliament and in this clip she says she's very much on the side of the people. You're tired of the infighting, you're tired of the political games and the arcane procedural rows, tired of MPs talking about nothing else but Brexit, when you have real concerns about our children's schools, our national health service, knife crime. You want this stage of the Brexit process to be over and done with. I agree. I am on your side. You see, Malagy, that clip, a lot of people will be saying, absolutely, absolutely. It's about time somebody <laughs> was on our side and started to run the country because we're punch drunk with Brexit. The other argument is, of course, it's the biggest, biggest decision that we'll possibly see made in our lifetime. Well, yeah, I, there's even something slightly Trumpian about it, you know, because it's about the personality. She seems to be forgetting that she is the prime minister. She is the lead minister uh, in the parliament that she's criticizing. She seems to think that she's got some kind of uh, opportunity here to stand aside and differentiate herself from that parliament. And she doesn't have that. The analysis that I uh, agreed most with in the last three months or so was that she was narrowing down, she was, um, Corbyn's phrase, running down the clock. She was narrowing the options for parliament. She said, this is the deal. Uh, and there were other ideas coming forward from other people saying, look, we, there was the Labour idea of, of the customs union and, and or the parallel customs union and whatever, and, and there were other proposals coming forward. She said, no, this is the deal, and, uh, and we're coming back to it. She's, she's accusing Parliament of not having had any alternative ideas, any proposals, and yet she was the one who was blocking the way to the consideration of other proposals. Now, not alone her, I mean, Corbyn was playing a, a game of, of obstruction as well. I mean, Labour could have thrown their weight behind that agreement, and, and one would say, have to say they were probably more interested in bringing down the Tories, fracturing the Tories, and, and triggering a general election than, a, than in getting a deal done. That's, that's a valid criticism as well. But it's not valid for a prime minister at the, lead of a, the head of a party and as the prime minister of a parliament to set herself aside from the parliament, to go uh, for, to attempt some kind of populist drive to attack parliament. She's not a monarch, you know, who's been undermined. She's not Charles I or whichever Charles it was. She's, uh, she's the prime minister of that parliament and the leader of that party. And if her relationship with that party is broken, which it appears to be, then there's a logical thing to do. And it's not to kind of stand out on the street and say, I'm with the people against Parliament. It's to, it's to resign and let somebody else do the job. OK, do stay with me, Malachi. I want to speak to Ben Larry, Deputy Editor of the newsletter. Uh, ben Larry, some people you know, are suggesting that the resignation isn't that far away if the ball doesn't bounce for her uh, over the next uh, seven days or so. Um, I would. I, I wouldn't even speculate on whether or not she's going to resign. Um, I think it was the last time I was on the show last week that I was listing the way in which it seemed the debate was whether she'd be gone within days or weeks. And some people may be thinking the party conference at the end of the year after the general election disaster for her of 2017. So I have no idea what's going on. If I was to speculate, I would say that she's not going to resign. I think that she's not enjoying this. I don't think she's clinging to office. I think she, that she has a, a feeling that she has to get this through and that she's partly responsible because of that general election disaster. I think there is a thing to be said about this. Um, of course, she's appealing to the public, and it might even work. I don't know. Has there been any polling yet? Um, I, think, I, I think there is a thing to be said in, in favor of um, 
the situation that we are in. Um, there are 650 MPs, and they are split multiple ways. They're split between left and right. Within left and right, they're pro-Europe and anti-Europe. The middle, there's divisions all across the place. There's nationalists of one variety or another. Um, it's not as if this split is for um, fun. It's not as if people are doing it because they want to do it. I mean, um, there are, as Maliki says, motives, I think, unquestionably the case, and understandably the case, that Jeremy Corbyn sees power within his grasp and that that's his number one motive. But I think on the whole that Parliament is split for a good reason. And I think that what she is doing is desperately, desperately trying to put pressure on, as is going to be intensified later today, because I think the EU, which, as one of the BBC correspondents said, has all the aces, um, I think that later today, they'll probably they'll agree an extension and they'll say the extension is dependent on MPs voting for this. And it will come again, and at the very least, the next vote will be a narrower margin of defeat. So she is desperately on the verge of no deal trying to get this deal through. And the pressure on the DUP, because the, as, as so many Tories who are frankly seem to be panicking, I'm talking about some of the uh, Brexiteers like Jacob B. Smog, and they're almost handing over their decision to the DUP. The pressure on the DUP, you seem to have been quiet in the last couple of days. I don't know. I haven't been able to find anything that they've said um, this morning. Maybe somebody else has somewhere else. But the pressure on them is going to be as intense as it's ever been. Do you see it as no deal regardless of all the votes that have gone in the past? In terms of, um, I think, the determination to avoid no deal. I mean, there's dispute about this. People say it's the default position. I think the, deter I, the determination to avoid no deal is so massive that, okay, let, let's talk about the scenario in which the, the EU says, we will give you an extension if this deal is passed. So, and let's say that next week the deal is defeated by a narrower margin. I would think that what would then happen is even though they've said that, uh, she would go back to them and they would grant an extension anyway to the end of June or end of May or the kind of time that they're talking about. But it is possible that we could get to a situation then towards the summer where the EU is not prepared to budge anymore and where it's not possible to get it through and that, uh, that we would be into no deal. But I think in that case... Parliament will probably pass this deal. And then you're into a situation of how will the public react to this? Um, if this goes back, I mean, it could just through collapse, through chaos, it could just go back to the country. I've thought for very many months that a general election, which MPs do not want, there are a number of situations in which it could just happen. And If this goes back to the country, will a pro-Brexit Nigel Farage type movement arise? And will that mean that there's an even more um, of a result for Brexit? Or will it mean Jeremy Corbyn coming in? I don't know. I, I've always thought that there's this good chance of a general election amidst this chaos. Ben, thank you very much. Uh, Maliki, do you see a general election, which, of course, Jeremy Corbyn would be hoping for? Do you, do you see that? There's no guarantee that he's going to win it. But would, do you see that as, as a, a, a front runner in terms of outcomes? I don't think so. I don't see it as a front runner. I see it more, le more likely uh, a leadership challenge within the Tory party. Uh, I mean, none of the people who 
None of the people who are uh, manoeuvring at the moment want to jeopardise their entire prospects and their position in government. Uh, so I don't see that, uh, you know, I, I can see it happening, but I would, could see quite considerable desperation on all fronts, certainly within the Tory party, the Conservatives, uh, to prevent it happening. But, I mean, even a leadership challenge, you know, that, that could take weeks as well. So how do you get that without... Um, uh, you, without prolonging the, the Brexit debate even further, you would, you know, that uses up all the time you're being given. And, and how do you go into a general election, uh, with, uh, uh, Theresa May as, uh, a lame duck leader of the Conservative Party? So, yes, a general election may happen, but I think the, the Conservatives would be, uh, pretty desperate to avoid it. I think the thing that's going to come back on the table that nobody's really thinking too much about at the moment is just revoking Article 50. Because this deal that she has brought forward, agreed with, the European Union is not what Brexiteers want. It's not what Remainers want. It's a compromise thing in the middle that pleases nobody. Well, at least you can please half the country by uh, giving them a full British breakfast or Brexit, and you can please the other half by by giving them a Remain. So, I mean, either no deal is a is ludicrous option, although that's what a lot of people are asking for. The option that pleases more people in the end, is, is, is just revoking the whole damn thing. The, what would that do to the politics of the country? It would be hugely divisive, but the division is there already, and, and I don't see any way in which this is going to play out without a huge uh, uh, upheaval within the country and a realignment of political forces. What about a, 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 a referendum, May's deal versus staying in? Well, that leaves out the crucial option of no deal and, and full Brexit. And the Brexiteers will just say that we've been completely betrayed, we've been completely shafted. That would give them a point of focus for, for a really quite uh, heavy protest. So I don't see how that works. The only, and I don't know how you do a three-question referendum either. You know, I mean, I know uh, there's, there's this idea of the preferendum, but nobody's taken that up. That, that you know, well, what's your man's name? You know, the Deborda Institute and this idea that you, that you have a first, you know, like almost like our list system where you first preference, second preference, third preference, and then go with the second preference that is most popular, you know. But but nobody's talking about that. That's not even on the, in, in the discussion at the moment to do it that way. So I don't know how you do a referendum without creating a focal point for huge public protest and uh, and 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 anger. Uh, therefore, I would have thought. I mean, and I'm out of step with very close friends who think the other way. Uh, but I, I I just I just think it's hugely dangerous to have another referendum. Our heads will be melted by the time we get to June. That's what it looks like at the moment. However, our heads could be melted by the time we get to halfway through next week. Um, Malagio O'Doherty, Ben Lardy, thank you very much indeed. Uh, good morning to you. This is the U105 phone-in. 